Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing, Sam? I'm pretty good, thank you. Good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Sweet, I'm very excited for today's episode. Yeah, me too. This week we have a bit of a deviation from the norm and we're going to go deep on Dominaria. Uh, obviously, Dominaria pre-release is next weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Weekend after that, the set is officially released. So yeah. we thought we'd get right into it as we dive back in and revisit the shores of imagination. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm going to take a trip to Flavortown. Yeah, I am really looking forward to it. Absolutely. But I guess before that... What magic have you played this week? So this week, uh, once again, I haven't really played much magic. <laughs> I feel uh, like we're not qualified to be the host of a magic podcast when we never play any magic. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going through a bit of a down season at the moment, but sure. you know, Dominaria is going to change things, I think. Absolutely. So mostly this week, my ma- uh, magic gameplay has just been putting my time in on, on Arena once again. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, my feelings just just remain exactly the same on that. Like. Sure. Uh, the Why do you kind continue of, to play it? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's just very it's very easy to find a game, I guess, and it doesn't take very long to play a game. Convenience, I guess, is, yeah, is sure. the reason for it. I feel that. Which is fair enough. Plus, like, you get daily quests. Like, anything with daily quests, that's it, I'm done. Like... Like a like a Hearthstone sort of deal. Yeah, like almost as good as Hearthstone. Almost as good as Hearthstone. Yeah, I feel like kind of sums it up really. Sure. I mean, I don't think Hearthstone's even that good, so that's not really a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I I like Hearthstone. It's it's very different. It's a very different <coughs> game to Magic, but it is something that I I have played quite a lot, and I, I wouldn't ever play it seriously, but I think it's a very fun game. Yeah, I think I'm just really bad at it. That's the problem. <laughs> like I got to like rank twelve, and then I'm just like, well, I can't get any better than this, so I just stop playing. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, outside of that, um, I played a little bit of Standard on uh, on Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. went to the open house and got myself one of the nice Lanoir Elves promo cards. Sweet. Yeah, I was fairly happy with that. Uh, outside of that, it's just been buying a lot of Magic cards that I probably shouldn't be buying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Yeah, I spent far too much this weekend, but I picked up some nice things for old school, so I'm excited Sweet. about that. Mm-hmm. And how about you? Have, have you been playing much this week? Um, I've played quite a bit of uh, EDH. Okay. So I built a deck around Muldrotha. Yes. From from Dominaria. And it's sweet. I get to stasis lock people. Oh nice. That sounds like my so, kind of magic. Yeah, like <laughs> so Muldrotha allows you to play a permanent of each type from your graveyard. Yeah. And then if you have cards like so you have like your, your stacks pieces like Winter Orb, Stasis, stuff like that. And then if you have I have Claw of Claws of Gix and uh Despotic Scepter. Yeah. Which allow you to sacrifice or destroy your own permanent. Nice. So in the end step before before your turn, you destroy that, you get to untap, and then you cast it from your graveyard with Muldrothen. Oh, that's so good. People were not happy. <laughs> <laughs> but then like after after a couple of turns I like milled my entire library and one with Lab Maniac, so it's fine. Sweet. Um I've also been I've decided after swearing it off for about a year at this point that I'm getting back into Legacy. Awesome. Really good to hear that. Yeah. Um, so, I've traded some cards. I'm building at the moment Green-White Maverick. Cool. As opposed to, because I, I, like, I, I played the Absalom version before, but I don't want to trade back into Bayou's at this point. <laughs> They're a little bit too pricey for me, but Savannah's are okay. Yeah, uh, the Bayou's have kind of, I mean, all of the dual lands have gone up a fair yeah. amount recently. Um, I mm-hmm. still need to get my hands on a Bayou for my uh, yeah. Tendrils deck and 
ah, they're not getting cheaper anytime soon, are they? No, I think the problem with book reservers cards is like the best time to trade into reservers cards was yesterday, right? Like, oh, like <laughs> ten years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the best time was probably like twenty-five years ago, right? But, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, every day that you don't do it, the the risk of them just jumping in price, like every, like every other day, you hear about a ridiculous buyout on a card. Yeah, but yeah, I've traded into that, so like I'm missing like some failures. Um, I only have two savannas at the moment. I'm gonna pick up some more, but like I've got most of the deck together. I'm missing a couple of wasteland as well. Cool. But that means I also have savannas for old school. So yeah, true. Yeah, got that sweet two for one. <laughs> and that, like that's that's it really. Like I played played some modern FNM, went three one, played Infect. It was great. Cool. Really miss Cataxian Pro. Yeah, I bet. It's, I was playing a version with um, Street Wraith and Mistress Bauble. Oh yeah, yeah. So like sort of because you you want to play like as few cards in your deck. So the, the best thing about Cataxian Probe was like you're playing a 56 card deck and that's like fairly important. So I was trying to recreate that, but I mean not having the information in your opponent's hand like where you want to try and go off, it just feels horrendous. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Yeah, but I mean the deck's still sweet. It still feels great because people still get really salty. Yeah, sure. And I mean we do have the uh, banned and restricted update tomorrow, so you know you never know. <laughs> you never know. Cataxian <laughs> um, Probe will be not will not be unbanned there is absolutely no way no no I'm fully with you on that one there unfortunately but I mean I just traded for some Stoneforge Mystics for Legacy so maybe Stoneforge Mystic gets unbanned and I get to reap the rewards of my investment yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> but yeah sweet that's like <clears throat> pretty much what I've done like I've just been getting really hyped about EDH and Legacy yeah I think personally a lot of my focus is on Dominaria at the moment and sort of what mm-hmm. standard will look like once that set released I've been sort of trying to brew a lot of very interesting decks and like yeah. there seems to be a variety of like monocolor decks that you could play you could like actually play and there'd be viable choices mm-hmm. so I've, I mean, been, I've been having a brew and I'm just really looking forward to it I just I think I just want to play a Llanowar Elves deck yeah uh, I'm almost leaning that way myself as well like but you don't like green exactly I think that's <laughs> that's how powerful Llanowar yeah, Elves that's how- Good that card is. Can be, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Absolutely. And um, I think the decks just sort of build themselves as well. Like, they are very easy to build around. Absolutely. I think I want to do something silly. Like, I want to play an Hour of Promise Gilded Lotus deck and just ramp out some nonsense. Yeah, that sounds silly. Yeah, I mean, I, I've not really looked that much at standard, but I know that there's, like, because I always want to play sort of tier two fun decks rather than actual good stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to be on the lookout for, I mean, probably a Saffron Olive deck list at this point. <laughs> just sure. any, any nonsense that someone comes up with, I'll be, uh, I'll be jamming that. Cool, okay. Sweet. Yeah, should we get on with our cracker pack this week? Yeah, do you have... Well, we don't want to do Rivals of Ixlan. No, no, I think as... Format's basically dead. <laughs> as I, as I uh, promised, I guess, last week, uh, mm-hmm. anybody that listened last week and returned for the Weatherlight Booster this week... Yeah, man. Prepare yourselves, we go. I'm so excited. So, my thinking is, obviously, we're going to do a show on Dominaria. Uh, we don't have any Dominaria packs yet. Uh, we'll probably have right. one next weekend uh, to do one mm-hmm. uh, after the pre-release. But... Yep. I do have some Weatherlight packs, so let's dive in and crack one of those. Yeah, I'm really excited, and I also have no idea what any of these cards do. Sweet. Yeah, so without further ado, let's crack on with our cracker pack this week, which is Weatherlight. Sweet. This was released in 1997, it says on the pack here. Oh, I was three years old. 21 years old, this pack is. Let's see if I can crack it open. There we go. (laughs) There we go. So we are a little unfamiliar with the uh, whereabouts the rare is located in the booster pack. Yeah, we've just had a panic mid-recording through the magic of the internet. <laughs> I found absolutely nothing, so <laughs> let's just see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Let's see what happens. Uh, so there might be a bit of a bit of an error in there, sort of reading out the cards. Yeah, it'll be fine. They're all good. They're all going to be great cards. Yeah, they're all fine. Right, so here we go. Uh, our first card out the pack. Uh, we have Jangling Automaton. Okay. That is a artifact. It's three mana. 
and it is a 3-2 artifact creature. If Jangling Automaton attacks, untap all creatures defending player controls. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Probably because I don't think these sets were meant to be drafted. Oh my god, that's horrendous. Yeah. Alright, that's bad. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's got some pretty pretty nice flavour text. Pretty oh yeah, I've flavor just read text, that, yeah. uh, We always look upon our first creations as masterpieces, no matter how awful they are. That's from <laughs> Hannah, the Weatherlight Navigator. <laughs> <laughs> she was right. Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess it's it has to be the first pick at this point, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. I'll take it begrudgingly. Sure. Uh, after that, we have Zombie Scavengers. That is two and a black uh, for a three-one summon zombies, and you remove the top creature card in your graveyard from the game to regenerate it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I think that's fine so far. Like, I definitely picking it over the automaton. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's better, it's better than that. And like, I mean, I guess you have to be playing in a creature deck. Yeah, I mean, the gra- graveyard matters is definitely a theme with this set. Yeah, I mean, this that's that's fine. I'm um, not I'm not against it so far. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine so far. It's definitely my pick. I think that art is great. <laughs> it is like really, really grim, really weird. Like, like it's so strange. Kind of cool. Like, I d- yeah, man. Oh, that's one thing. I I do wish we did have the sort of the old art style coming back for Dominaria. Oh, that would be... I mean, the art in this... In, in Dominaria... I mean, we'll get onto it later, but the art in the set is is incredible. It's like yeah, sure. life, so far. So yeah, it's Zombie Scavengers at the pick currently. Uh, after mm-hmm. that, we have Disrupt. That's one blue for an Interrupt, uh, which is an instant, essentially. Uh, yep. You can counter target instant, interrupt, or sorcery spell, unless its caster pays an additional one, and then draw a card. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm not picking it. Um, kind of feels like it's not that bad of a card as far as like today's standard goes. Sure, I mean it's bad. I mean it's. Mm. I mean it's better than sensor, right? Because it costs one cheaper and you draw a card and counter, maybe. Uh, oh, well, I guess it has to be an instant interrupt or sorcery. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, sure, no. So does it? Because I was about to compare it to force spike, but it's not because it's, force yeah. spike can cast creatures and. Hmm. No, no, no. I'm not picking it. Sure. No, yeah. When you when you actually read the card, it explains what the <laughs> card does. <laughs> Reading the card explains the card. It does. <laughs> uh, up next, you have something a little bit better, I think. Uh, we have uh, Banalish Missionary. Uh, it's one white for a 1-1 one, one summon cleric. Uh, you can pay one and a white and tap it, and target blocked creature deals no combat damage this turn. Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Would you pick it know. over the zombie scavengers? I don't know. I I don't think so. Uh, I, I, think, I think the scavengers is slightly better because it's, it's more aggressive. Yeah, I... Everyone. No, sort of next to nothing about this limited format, or <laughs> yeah. even if it really works as a limited format. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we did when I did get these weatherlight packs. We did do a, a triple weatherlight draft, and it was certainly an interesting experience. Sure, but I'm not sure how how these sort of draft formats function really. I mean, you can it can block so the, the missionary itself can block, and then it can block, form. and then it, you could you can tap it, and yeah, it's okay. It's like a really really bad mother of runes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think I'm still on the scavenger so far, but I think I could be convinced by the by the missionary. Hopefully, yeah, I think I think I'm with you there. Um, yeah, let's go for the zombie scavengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, we have vital eyes. That is mm. one green for an instant. And that's untap yeah. all creatures you control. Yeah, I don't hate this as a combat trick. No, it's a fine combat trick. Uh, I don't think it's the first pick though. No, but it's. I mean, I like this card. This sure. is exactly my kind of card. <laughs> one green instant untap all creatures. Yeah, definitely there, sounds like you card. Are there any mana producing creatures in this? I'm I'm trying to do some silly stuff but like is there any way to combo with this card or anything or is this just straight um, blockers I don't really remember I mean like I mean there's a lot of I think there's a lot of cards with tap abilities a lot of creatures with tap abilities yeah definitely as far as like anything that, man- that generates mana 
as far as creatures go, I don't think there was. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, the the elf on the card is really happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, like just cheering. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, okay, I'm still taking the scavengers. Cool. Yeah, I'm the same on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, we have something uh, which I can't imagine we'll ever see reprinted. Yeah. That is Banalish Infantry. That is two and a white for a 1-3, and it has banding. Oh, God, no, no, I'm off it. <laughs> so banding uh, is a very old rule that I, I can't imagine them ever bringing back given that it was a little bit complicated mm-hmm. so essentially um, banding works during the combat phase uh, works differently sort of depending on who's attacking uh, essentially uh-huh. it lets multiple creatures attack or block as though they were one creature yeah I mean I get it it's it's a cool design it is it's it, it's it is definitely a good design but I think it was just a little bit too complex yeah and it, it makes for messy combat and yeah yeah I, I, I don't want to draft this card because I don't want to have to think about banding when I'm playing magic <laughs> I think that's a fair enough excuse <laughs> yeah so after that uh, we have briar shield uh, that is one green for an enchantment uh, it's enchant creature Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one. And you can sacrifice Briar Shield. Enchanted creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Sweet. That seems okay. Yeah. Like, again, it feels like it's, it's definitely a card that you might play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I'm first picking, though. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, oh, how good are onboard combat tricks? Yeah. Uh, mm. No, I don't think it's first pickable. I mean, the art's horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find you get this with this set in particular. There's this, this weird sort of fifty-fifty split of the art. Like it's either just horrendous, yeah, or just or like really so badly horrible. drawn, or the complete opposite. Like it is yeah. just like filled with like lush, like Rebecca Gay art. Like yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Like Rebecca Gay is one of like my favorite magic artists. Yeah, her work's amazing. Some stuff, some sweet stuff from Pete Venters, and then like just some really cool, like sort of old school fantasy type art by like yeah. Mark Tedden, and like so many sweet things. And then you just have like some of like MS Paint nonsense, just <laughs> does not fit at all. Definitely. So that's a no on the Briar Shield then? Uh, mainly because of the art, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so after that, we have a Sawtooth Ogre. Two and two red for a three-three ogre. Uh, when if sawtooth ogre blocks or is blocked by any creature, sawtooth ogre deals one damage to that creature at the end of combat. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I I think I'm picking this at this point. Yeah, I mean a four and a three-three is like fine. That's a decent rate. Yeah, and then that ability isn't irrelevant. No, for sure. Yeah, and I think there's quite a lot of X ones in this format as well. And like, oh wait, hang on, does that matter? I no, it doesn't. Don't know. No, not particularly. Uh, I mean X fours. X fours. <laughs> yeah, guess. sure. Sure, but I mean this is a perfectly fine rate, and it has a, 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 an ability that might be relevant. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think that's probably my pick at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty better than scavengers. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right, so after the sort of ogre, uh, we have a barrow ghoul that mm-hmm. is one and a black for a four-four zombie. Wow! But it has an ability of uh, during your upkeep. Remove the top creature card in your graveyard from the game, or bury Barrow Ghoul. Okay, um, I mean that's an incredibly good rate on a creature, right? Yeah, definitely. Two mana four four is great. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Yeah, how easy it is to fill that condition, right? Yeah, like two mana four four on turn two, absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. You play this turn two, you know, nine point nine 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 times out of ten, you're just gonna have to bury it the next turn. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, Two mana, four, four on like turn six or seven, like it's just fine. Yeah, I mean, I imagine there's a way to, um, there's a, like, this could be a build around card where, like, yeah, definitely. There's creatures that sacrifice themselves, or like, uh, there, there are enchantments that make you sacrifice creatures and stuff, but uh, I don't think I'm taking this. I think I'd rather just take the solid creature that I don't have to build around as a pick one. Yeah, the Sawtooth Ogre does also trade with us in combat as well, due to its ability. Oh, yeah, sweet. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think I'd go with the Sawtooth Ogre still. Yes, the Ogre's better than this, it's fine. Oh, I do love the Art and Baragul as well, like, <laughs> Brian Talbot UK Comics dude is like killing it so yeah so after awesome. that Borrow Ghoul 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we have also a card with a very nice art. Uh, it's Sage Owl. It's one yeah. and a blue for a 1-1 one, one bird. Uh, it has flying. And when it comes into play, look at the top four cards of your library and put them back in any order. Okay, so that's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like this card, like, a lot. <laughs> like, not necessarily for a weather limited format. Sure. But just in general, I think it's a really nice design. Has this been reprinted? Um... Yeah, M10. Oh, sweet. Oh, M10. M10. Nice. Yeah, 10th edition, M10. Awesome. 9th edition, plain chase. So quite a few times, actually. Yeah. Has it all yeah. had, had the same art as this? No, no, no. The art is lovely. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the more recent art is pretty sweet as well. Yeah. Anyway, I'm still not taking it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wouldn't take this either, although I do like the card, card a lot. I think it's a, a really nice ability. Um the artwork is stunning like Mark Poole is probably one of my favourite magic artists yeah it is really nice so it is nice but unfortunately you say Jowl you are not the pick today sure uh, after that we also have another sick piece of art mm-hmm. uh, we have Shadow Rider so that is mm-hmm. two and two black for a three three knight and this one has flanking oh no, no uh, flanking off. does have reminder text on it though thankfully oh that's right then uh, it says whenever a creature without flanking is assigned to block this creature the blocking creature gets minus one minus one until end of turn okay so it's got a similar ability to the ogre yeah um I don't hate this actually it's no I don't hate this yeah I, I quite like it um mm. I think Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I I could be pricing to playing this. Yeah. I th- I think I think I probably would take this as well. I, I think it, the comparison between this and the sort of ogre is. I think they are sort of one and the same. Really. Yeah. But I mean, it, this means this means there are less profitable profitable blocks because there could be creatures that block this the block the rider that will kill it but won't because of the flanking. Yeah. yeah. Or they'd kill the ogre because it only gets dealt damage. So yeah. yeah I so, like this card. Yeah. Me too. Like I, th- I think it probably is my pick here as well. Mm-hmm. That art is just sweet. It is really cool. Pete Venters. Cool. So after that we come to the uncommons. Ooh. Cool. Uh, our first uncommon is Phyrexian Furnace. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an artifact. It's one mana. Uh, you can tap it to remove the bottom card of target player's graveyard from the game, or you can pay one and sacrifice it to remove target card in any graveyard from the game and draw a card. Um, so really, really bad radical progenitors. Yeah, pretty much. Sure, I mean, like, I know this is a graveyard mass set, but... Ugh. Yeah, like, sure, maybe it's a sideboard card if somebody brings in the bar- barrel ghoul against you, but... <laughs> yeah, sure, like, it's still very bad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I'm definitely not first picking this here. Mm-hmm. So after that, we have a bit of a better card in Master of Arms. What's that? So that is two and one white for a 2-2 two, two soldier with first strike, and you can pay one and a white, and it says, tap target creature blocking Master of Arms. Ooh, okay, I quite like that. Yeah, um, I feel like its ability doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a three mana 2-2 first strike that's perfectly reasonable yeah definitely I hmm would you take it over I, the shadow rider I think I might because white seems to have more of an aggressive slant yeah. and you've got more more creatures you've got some combat tricks and stuff like I think if you're trying to if you're you'd be taking the shadow rider to be sort of an aggressive deck then a white card is probably a better pick yeah so I think I'd take this so far I'm, I'm into that I think it's a definitely a solid pick um mm-hmm I feel like I probably would just be on the Shadow Rider plan still, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that maybe sort of try to draft some sort of flanking deck. <laughs> sure. But okay. I, yeah, I definitely see there is there's definitely a strong argument for taking the Master of Arms here. Yeah, I, I like it. Cool. Uh, so after that, we come to our last uncommon. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, it's a character who features in Dominaria, sort Sweet. of. So it's Teferi's Veil. So that's ah. one and a blue for an enchantment. Uh, whenever any creature you control attacks, it phases out at the end of combat. Is And then phased out creatures come out come back at the beginning of your next upkeep, right? Uh, yes, yeah. That's Is that good? No, it... it like, yeah, it feels like it, the, it's probably some sort of, like, cool constructed 
idea, but yeah, yeah, but I can't I mean, imagine it being great in in limited. Yeah, so I mean, this is I mean, it's an enchantment that doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah. right when it, when it comes in, and then you want to be an aggressive deck in blue, uh, and then you can't block. They can't. Um, I don't know. It's I mean, it's definitely not better than either Master of Arms or Shadow Rider at this point. Yeah, there's there's no point considering it, right? No. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. So yeah, not a pick. Yeah. yeah. So, so finally, we get to our rare. rare. Yeah, our rare is it is Maraxis of Keld. Ooh. So that is six mana. So it's four and two red for a legend, uh, Maraxis. Uh, Maraxis of Keld has power and toughness each equal to the total number of untapped artifacts, creatures, and lands you control. He has a nice bit of flavour text as well, which says, uh, I have no master, I am chaos. Wow, that's sweet flavour text. Yeah, the art's pretty sweet as well. He looks like something from like a... 80s video game. It looks like Bane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just with a... Just a massive knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Eh, I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. you're not you're mana efficient or attacking aggressively if you have this card in play, right? Yeah. I mean, I want, I want my six mana, like, red creature to come down and win the game, not stop me casting spells and oh, I don't know maybe like if you if you're in a red deck and this is at the top of your curve yeah you don't really want to cast it probably else, I think this could just be a six minus six six or bigger it could be yeah I, I feel like the the problem we have here is that we don't really know anything about the limited format and we are well, used to, we are kind of used to things like what a six mana red card it's got to be at least okay. glory bringer or it's got to be like inferno titan like yeah yeah, yeah. and it's yeah, definitely okay. not either of those cards maybe this maybe this is just nuts maybe we like we're completely wrong like sage owl is completely busted and <laughs> we're just really wrong but i think so you're taking the the rider shadow rider i think i'm gonna go for maraxis here you know sure okay yeah i mean he's he has no master he is chaos <laughs> like that's a good enough reason for me yeah like you know he's got a pretty big knife i i trust him <laughs> <laughs> this is appropriate so we're doing card evaluation entirely on flavor now <laughs> yeah, yeah sure <laughs> sweet okay well that's going to continue for the rest of the episode so that's fine <laughs> Oh man, my, so, my, see, my pick doesn't have very good flavour text. You still Master have that Master of Arms. Being the best usually means proving it to everyone. Gerard of the weather. Like, yeah. yeah, it might be relevant in this situation. It's, it's not not as good as I have no Master of Chaos. <laughs> it's like, that's badass. Yeah. Although Gerard does have a bigger knife. <laughs> <laughs> sure, okay, so we're going on the biggest knife. <laughs> right, we're going biggest knife. I, uh, Shadow Rider's got a pretty big sword. Uh, I guess so. Alright. <laughs> this is descended into nonsense very quickly. <laughs> yeah, so let's 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 make our pick. I'm going for Maraxis. How about you? Uh, which one had the big knife? <laughs> <laughs> Call that a knife. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Master of Arms because I, I want to play like this white aggro deck. Cause Sweet, yeah. Look at the rest of the set. Like, I feel like I'm going to pick up like aggressive white cards and creatures and if yeah, I, I do generally think that is probably the best pick of the pack, um, but, like, look at him. He's... <laughs> but just he's, look at him. Yeah, exactly, he's an absolute unit. He's pretty, uh, yeah, he's pretty small. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, it, it's really strange, because, like, obviously this is sat in Dominaria, and, like, obviously with all the spoilers we've had recently, we sort of know... The, the kind of feel of Dominaria what yeah. it looks like and this dude's like wearing a mask has got like leather fingerless gloves <laughs> like, <laughs> like you said like, it looks like an 80s video game character like does not fit in Dominaria whatsoever yeah exactly really strange yeah I do feel like a lot of this pack in particular did really sort of feel sort of on flavour of the things that we have been seeing absolutely like I, and that I mean that's that's sort of our main topic right yeah definitely so yeah you said this week we are going to sort of deviate from our regular format I guess mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and we are just going to talk a, a lot about some cards which we really like um, in Dominaria um, so if you yeah. pick 10 cards each um, mm-hmm uh, how do you want to do it? Do you want to go do a full list of 10 each, or should we go one at a time? I think we go one at a time, because otherwise 
I guess one of us is talking forever, right? Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So, I have picked cards mainly based on flavour. Cool. Because, um, like, that's been one of my favourite things. Like, this entire entire spoiler season has just been really, really sweet, just because of all the, the art and the flavour text, and, like, the magic story has been really cool. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm a massive fan of flavour, I'm a big fan of magic lore, and mm-hmm. at the same time, I do also like powerful cards, or good cards. Absolutely. And I think Dominaria just ticks both boxes. Like, yeah, definitely. I it mean, looks I, like some really good and really interesting cards, but also the the amount of flavor is just ridiculous. Every single card has some sort of connection to either Magic's past, Magic present, or Magic's future. Absolutely. I mean, like, I I've picked some good ones. I mean, in terms of playability, I picked one medium one, but like in terms <laughs> of flavor and stuff, I I like. I'm so excited about this set. I'm just so excited. Sweet. Sweet, so I'll just get onto my first card, I suppose. Sure. Uh, what's so up my first? My first card is Time of Ice. Okay, cool. Which is a saga. Um, it's three and a blue. Yeah. Uh, so chapters one and two are tap target creature and opponent controls. It doesn't untap during its controllers and tap step for as yeah. long as you control Time of Ice. Um, so I guess three, three, two turns? Three turns? Yeah. I don't know how the mechanics of sagas work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be... Or would it be two? I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm talking about this card. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and it, uh, chapter three is return all tap creatures to their hands. Yeah. Um, but I I picked this card because of the art. Yeah, I think it's my favourite piece of art in the set. Dude, like all of the sagas are absurd. Yeah. They are so nice. The art is amazing. So when we first saw, because Fraction Scriptures was the first one we properly saw the artwork for, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. We did first talk one, like, about oh, that. Man, it's like, it's sideways and like, what's going on? I don't really understand it. But like, then you see all of these cards. So all of the, all of the stalkers have like, um, sort of a watermark over the text box. Yeah. So, um, like Fraction Scriptures has a Fraction symbol, like yeah. a card from New Fraxia. Um, and the other ones have like, what they're relevant to. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the art on this one. So I found, I found an image that sort of tells you all the references because there's a lot going on oh, in this art. So you've got, um, so the bottom of the art is uh, Marit Lage. Yep. Like the Marit Lage tentacles coming out of the ice. Because obviously or, this or, is a... Or it could be Emrakul. No, it's Marit Lage. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, this, so these sagas like tell a story, right? Yeah, they do, yeah. And this is telling the story of Ice Age and Cold Snap, like yeah. that, because that's a block, right? Yeah. I mean, like 10 years apart, but that's a block. <laughs> um, and then you've got Jaya, you've got Darian and Lavisa. Yeah. And then like... Um, so you've got like a like a fortress at the top, which um, is referencing the card Snow Fortress yeah. from Ice Age. And then on the left, you can just quite see there's um, a Kjeldoran outpost. Yeah. Like it's like they've taken it exactly off the card from... Yeah, yeah, just on the side there, yeah. My Age, it looks exactly the same, it's sweet. And then you've just got like a couple of creatures from those, like uh, you've got a White Shield Crusader. Yeah. And a Kjeldoran Sky Knight. Yeah. Just at the top there. And I just think like the amount of flavour they managed to like cram into this card and... It functionally makes sense, like time of ice, right? Like, yeah. Um, Tap down creatures, bounces them. That's sweet. And they managed to cram this into like a small piece of cardboard. And I just think that's really, really cool. And that's like what I'm most excited about in this set. Oh, yeah. It's it's just like, I think the card is, I don't know how playable it is for constructed, but it's one that I imagine is going to be great and limited. Yeah. That combined with just the art is stunning, <clears throat> like absolutely stunning. Like, yeah, it's amazing. It's. I think it is hands down my favorite piece of art in the set. Um, I did I'm, recently I'm like, see. Uh, so the original art was for sale recently. Uh, one of the sort of Facebook art groups that I'm in, and um, uh, they had some sort of more close up photos of the art, and it is. Um, I think it was acrylic on a on a hardwood. Oh wow! So like it's not even on a canvas or anything. It just it, it just looks incredible. Like there's so many like details that I didn't pick up initially. Like all of like the the frozen bodies in the snow and stuff. And yeah, it's it's like so awesome. 
it just looks because it's, it's like it looks like a tapestry, like a banner or something. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it actually is just like painted into a plank of wood. Like that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's love. so nice, sweet. So that's yeah, that's mine. And I mean, that's the vein. Mine are going to continue on. Sweet, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, so, what's your first card? Are you going to talk about playable cards? Or? <laughs> um, I I think this card is pretty playable. It's pretty flavorful yeah. too. So my first card is Khan Sion of Urza. Sweet. Uh, so it is a planeswalker. It's a four mm-hmm. mana planeswalker. And yep. it's four generic mana, so or mana of any colour. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got three abilities on there. So it comes in with five loyalty, mm-hmm. and you can plus one to reveal the top two cards of your library. An opponent chooses one of them, put that card in your hand and exile the other with a silver counter on it. Yep. Or you can minus one, put a card you own with a silver counter on it from exiling it in your hand. Mm-hmm. Or you can minus two, create a zero zero colourless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. Sweet. Yeah, uh, I think it is a very playable card. Like, it's, I mean, it's Khan, like... <laughs> <laughs> so Khan is one of my favourite planeswalkers, and I think he has yeah. one of the sort of more interesting stories uh, in sort of Magic's history and also one of the saddest stories. Yeah, like, so some of the st- some of his parts in the story, like, over, over Magic's history have just been really, really, like, upsetting. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. So there was a, a bit where, like, particular where sort of Khan has taken on this sort of, like, almost like a vow of peace or, like, pacifism, like, oh, you know, he's, he's never going to hurt anyone again and yep. uh, he ends up, they end up getting getting captured in the, the stronghold and sort of his torture is he's, he's put in, the, in this room that shakes and he's He's falling on all of these goblins and crushing these goblins to death, and mm-hmm. it's absolutely horrific. Yeah, it's really, like, really bad for him. Yeah, I mean, considering he's a robot made out of silver, he's got a lot of feelings and a lot of emotion. He does, yeah, he does. It's, uh, yeah, and so I mean, outside of the flavor, I think we have to talk about the playability of this card, right? Yeah, I think this card is very playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely not Khan's bigger brother of uh, Khan Liberated, the seven mana yep. one. Yep. But I still think this is very playable, especially in standard. Like, four mana Planeswalker with five loyalty is kind of great anyway. It's really good, right? Plus the fact that it's sort of mana of any colour. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another great. You can just put it in any deck or in any, in any sideboard. Absolutely. And then there's I also mean, the like... fact that we've got Llanowar Elves in the format, so you can cast yeah. Khan on turn three in standard. Like, Yeah, so the, the best thing about Khan Liberated is you cast it on turn three. Yeah. <laughs> and the best thing about this is you can probably cast it on turn three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah. there are there are lots of different card evaluations for, for this card sort of mm. on the internet. I'm sure you and everybody you know has an opinion on this card. Uh, I think it is a very good card. Uh-huh. I just for the fact that it's four mana, five loyalty is great, and then you can plus one straight away to get a card, and then it's like four mana for six loyalty essentially. Like I feel yeah. like at that rate, it doesn't even really need to protect itself. Yeah, exactly, because it's just really difficult to kill. Yeah, that's like Raska's contempt. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I've so obviously we've we've known about this card for a while, right? Yeah. Like I've been I've been trying to evaluate this card, and it's just been really hard. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same as well because at certain points I've been like this is busted it's going to be really really good and at certain points I'm like oh it's sort of medium I don't really get it um, I think this is this is like absolutely going to be a role player in standard yeah definitely like it's some card advantage on a four mana planeswalker um, that's very very easy to cast and I've been thinking about it possibly because I know that affinity decks have been messing around with uh, four mana tesseret in the in their sideboard yeah, yeah. as sort of like a grindy a grindy card and I think this just fits a bit better Maybe, yeah. So four mana, like, it requires no coloured mana, so, I mean, your Mark's Opals are less less important. Yeah. And you get to minus two it twice and create Masters of Ethereum. Yeah. And then you can start getting card advantage and stuff. And I don't know, it feels... 
it feels interesting. I'm not sure if it's going to be like completely busted in Madden and like going every deck. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it's it. Certain applications, I feel. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it. It's seeing a lot of play in Modern, to be honest. But I certainly think Standard, like the fact that it is, it's a colorless four mana planeswalker. Yeah play it in like most decks like at the very least jam a couple in a, in a sideboard of like pretty much any deck yeah sure uh, I, mean, like, I think it's it feels like a bit of a strange one because i almost feel like the more copies of khan you play the better so yeah. for example scenario you have hey uh, you have your khan out you plus one you khan you reveal mm-hmm. the top two cards of your library so let's say you know one of them's like a land and then the other one is like a bomb that's just going to win you the game yeah obviously your opponent's going to exile the, the bomb that wins you the game so that goes mm-hmm. into exile with a silver account on it yeah and then if they deal with that khan like you just play another one and minus that don't like straight away to get that yeah, one back like that's one of the really interesting things about this design i think like so with the original like well i say original car but can't liberated yeah it cared about that specific Khan, right yeah definitely when it when you said restart the game it had to be you know with cards exiled with khan yeah and we've seen it before with like uh ashiok nightmare weaver yeah where it kept but exiled cards but it has to be exiled with that particular that permanent particular card yeah for sure but they've done it in a cool way where like with a silver car on it, so if anything, if anything else cares about silver counters, like another copy of Khan, you can still interact with it. Like, I think that's a really yeah. cool design. Yeah, I mean, same. silver counters is just flavorfully very nice. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. Again, it's I think sweet. the art is quite nice in it as well. Like, yeah, that's really nice. You've really got like. Khan stood there like, with a book in hand. Like, yeah, potentially that's the the tome from the Weatherlight symbol, a set mm-hmm. symbol. Uh, he's you know he's got a globe of of, uh, of Dominaria there, and then there's Urza in the stained glass behind him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the globes from the Homelands, that's some more, right? Ah, uh, that is correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Od- it could be Odyssey. Oh, no, the Odyssey's Marari, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But just, I, I love, with Khan, it's just like, he's just this, like, massive, swole, big, fighting, silver thing. Yeah. And then he's just like, no, I'm not going to fight, I'm going to read a book and get really intelligent and <laughs> do all these things. Like, it's really, really cool. I just love Khan. Like, yeah, he's sweet. It's also nice to see his art actually make him look like silver. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> before he's felt sort of like grey. Yeah, I feel like he's he's a little bit like a little bit more introspective. This Khan, I think, uh, as opposed yeah. to Khan Liberated, where you just kind of looked a bit just a bit angry. Yeah, I, I mean, understandably so, but you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's just. It's a very cool card. Um, yeah. Card is sweet, and I think they've done a really good job. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, what is your next card, then? I mean, my next card interacts. There's an interaction with Khan. Okay. My next card is the Burb. Oh, the Burb. <laughs> Artifice's assistant. Yeah. Which is a single blue mana. Yeah. For a bird. Yeah. It's a 1-1 with flying. And whenever you cast a historic spell, which is artifacts, legendaries, yeah. like Khan, or sagas... You scry one. Ah. So, you know, turn one, you cast this out of his assistant. Turn four, you cast this Khan and scry one combo. Yeah, seems good. Um, I mean, I've played this card because it's. <laughs> the art is so, so sweet. <laughs> I wonder if it's uh, any relation to Sage Owl. Ooh, could be. I mean, they live they're, on the same plane. Yeah, they're, bo- they're both in the library. Yeah, and they both manipulate the top card of your library and they're both a bird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a little magpie wearing this little, like, um, pendant necklace thing. Yeah. And, like, I guess the flavor is it's a little magpie that gets. Um, that goes and, like, helps. Like, is an assistant to the artifice. And yeah, it helps, yeah. It helps and you find your artifacts, and yeah, yeah, it's really cute. And like, yeah, you know, then you cast historic spells. I just, I just picked this card because it's really, really cute. <laughs> I really, yeah. really like it. No, I like it. I like it. Um, again, yeah, I, I don't know how much play it'll see in a constructive format, but next to none. But I mean. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. great. I, I do like the card. I'm excited to own some foils of this card. Yeah, foil would be nice. It's really, it's just pretty nice. Like I really like the art's colourful. Like just the the colour palette's really really nice. And it's a little bird holding a little wand thing. Sure, that's right. a fair enough reason. Yeah, we're wearing a little necklace, and yeah. I just think it's it's really nice. <laughs> um, yeah, not quite as you know in depth and 
important is yours, but birds are important. <laughs> birds are important. Yeah, that's that's going to be the main point for this podcast. Birds are important. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's your next card? Uh, it's not quite a bird, but it does fly. It is Ooh, the sweet, weatherlight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sweet. Sweet. So that is a legendary artifact uh, vehicle. Yeah. Uh, it is a four mana for a four five of flying. It has crew three. And whenever Weatherlight deals combat damage to a player, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a historic card from among them and put it in your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Awesome. Before we talk about how playable this is, yeah. just uh, I'm so excited that they made this a vehicle. Yeah, same. It's so cool. Like, because when I first. Because there's a. Um... There's there is an artifact card. Yeah, weather. Skyship Weatherlight from uh, Plane Shift, I think. Or, yeah, or yeah, something like that. It's it's an artifact, and it it never felt quite right yeah. being an artifact, and like it, this this version being a vehicle that you know it's a vehicle like the Weatherlight is. It just feels it just feels very very cool. Yeah. It's an actual vehicle, and you can actually crew it. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think all of the members of the Weatherlight crew from the story, apart from uh, the Stowaway. Can crew it. Because um, Jahira is a three-three. Yes. Uh, is uh, Arvad? Arvad's a three-three. Uh, Shanna is probably uh, a three-three. <laughs> Shanna's a zero-zero, but yeah, will probably be a three-three most of the time. Maybe. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah, Tiana's a three-three. Yep. Uh, Raf is a three-three. Yeah. Oh, obviously, Slimefoot's a two-three. Yeah. <laughs> it's just in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then, then he can make a sapling, and then they can crew it together. Then crew it together. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sweet. Um. I mean, I could talk forever about the whole weather like and all of that stuff but yeah definitely and slime foot in particular <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean like, so this card is sweet and it's like sort of the marquee card of a set really right like yeah if you're going back to dominaria like you have to have the weather light absolutely and i do like one thing that i have noticed uh this is the first of the vehicles to have its uh, sort of power and toughness box like a sort of general artifact creature so in the past yeah. uh, stuff like the vehicles from Kaladesh uh, Smuggler's Copter uh, Heart of Kieran for example they've kind of, kind of like that brown text box with like the font in white yeah. the power and toughness in white whereas this one they've gone just for the sort of grey sort of silver coloured box with a black font for the uh, power and toughness yeah but I think that's interesting like I don't know because the point of with the vehicles before I suppose it sort of set it apart from other from, from creatures right yeah yeah. Like you can see it because the board is different and like it looks different from a creature yeah and I think maybe that's less important now because we're all sort of used to vehicles yeah I think so yeah we know that it's not just a creature you can immediately attack with and yeah definitely I don't necessarily think it's a, an important point but it's you know just something interesting I thought to, to point out yeah absolutely like I mean it looks better because I never like the brown text box or the white yeah, text yeah I agree yeah it's really nice so is this card good um I mean it's it's fine. Like I like, I really like that it blocks Heart of Kieran. Yeah. Like you know, That's if you if you're talking about like the old magic versus the new magic, like yeah. whoever like just wins over Heart of Kieran any day. Yeah, man. So I do like that, but I mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't think it's particularly good, especially not when you've got like a braid in the format. Yeah, like I suppose it depends on the texture of the format going forward, like how things shake out. Because I guess once Kalash Kalash block and Amonkhet block rotate out in what was it, six months or something? Yeah, like September um, time ish. Yeah, then we won't have a braid and maybe we can reevaluate it, but it doesn't look that that good to me. I yeah, I don't I don't think it is that good currently, but you know, maybe things will change uh, once we sort of see what's in the core set and once standard rotates as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, magic players are historically bad at evaluating vehicles, so we could be completely wrong and it could be great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a mythic, like, you know, yeah. it's possible. Sweet. <laughs> so what have you got up next then? I have Black Blade Reforged. Cool. And what is that? It's a two-mana legendary artifact equipment. Yeah. Uh, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each land you control. It has equipped seven and then 
um, a mechanic we haven't seen before, which is a quick legendary creature. Yeah. That's sweet. I really like that. So yeah, obviously you just get a cost reduction for equipping it to a legendary creature as opposed to any other creature. Yeah, it ties into the flavor, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Which is what I want to talk about, um, sure. which is why I picked this card. So there are a few cards in this set that tell you a lot about the story, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and we've had, you know, we've got like the spotlight, the story spotlight cards, everything like that. And they tell part of the story of the, of the block, which is really important. But we haven't got all the story yet, and no. but we have the full spoiler. That, yeah. So we maybe know some things that we shouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this this did sort of happen with uh, with Rivals of Ixalan block as well. Um, mm-hmm. Rivals of Ixalan. Uh, and then maybe even before that as well. Yeah. I feel like Hour of Devastation, we we maybe had some things that we, we thought we knew a bit earlier. Yeah. And they did sort of work the story around them in a way that, that kind of isn't explaining the cards. But yeah. I think I think it's quite clear, in particular in this card, sort of what the intention of, of this card is as far as yeah. the sort of storyline importance goes. Yeah, it's... I mean, like, it's 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 really, really cool, um, just at, like flavor-wise. So, I mean, the flavor text is... It's yeah, spoiler alert. alert. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It spilled the blood of one elves' dragon, and Gideon's hand it may yet taste another's. Right? So okay, Gideon's going to kill Balor. Sure, maybe. Like that. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're. I mean, it would be strange if they put that as the flavor text, and that isn't what happened, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's a lot of interesting story implications with like Gideon going forward, and I think because he's. Uh, I think we got to the point in the story where like he's got a hesitation about this weapon yeah as yeah as far as where we're up to currently yeah um because i mean like it's incredibly powerful it's corrupting and stuff like that yeah. um but i mean just to sort of because i mean that's, the, it's the a main soul problem drinker it, isn't it you are sorry it was, it was a soul drinker and that's why you didn't yeah, yeah. like it yeah yeah exactly um i mean there's some pretty dark stuff about the black blade if you go back in yeah um magic law but i mean this is the problem with it it's like because I, I get that there are some magic players that don't care about the story and the yeah. flavor ever and that's perfectly fine like it's a competitive card game at the end of the day um but we've got the full spoiler we're all going to look at these cards regardless of what kind of player we are yeah for sure right like so we're going to look at these cards especially the rares especially the rare equipments like oh this seems cool and then you just sort of get this massive spoiler when we don't know it yet yeah um and i think that's sort of a problem um and i, I mean i have another card um yeah. later on that talk about i mean you, you could just not, you could just not look at the spoiler i mean you could not look at the spoiler but i mean when why, this set why would you do that like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like when the set releases a pre-release you can look at all the cards right yeah true yeah that part of the magic story i believe won't be out there yeah correct. Out there, as, as far as we're aware yeah it's mm, i mean maybe i'll do maybe i'll do my other one which is similar in vain to this sure that's all right yeah you can you can do two after <laughs> i do one sweet okay so we also have Settle the Score, yeah. which is two and two black. Yep. Sorcery. Exile target creature and put two loyalty counters on a planeswalker you control. Yeah, I like this, this card. Yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. Like it's awesome. I think it's um I mean it's um four mana removal spell for limited, that seems great. It's yeah. exile. Kill Scarab God, like yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like this this could be very, very relevant. I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> what I care about is the picture this is another spoiler warning. Uh is a picture of Liliana just killing Belmont. Yeah. <laughs> like this entire thing, the entire storyline of the entire set. Liliana's relationship with this demon Belzonlock and uh, just on a card that I've just seen like because I was just looking through the spoiler, like, oh cool, what cards have been spoiled today? Oh, Liliana wins. Great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least this one is a story spotlight card, and it is story spotlight yeah, yeah, three yeah. out of four, so we know there is something coming afterwards. Sure, but like, and I mean, then whatever four out of four is, we know what that is now, right? I'm not sure yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, but we know the we know the whole story, and like, there's a way to. I think there's a way to do this. Whether that's release the story before the whole set comes out. Yeah. Before the whole spoiler, or like 
don't release the whole spoiler apart from the story spotlight cards and release those like in the story. Yeah. Like you could put, you could have a story explaining what happens in this situation, um, like Liliana killing Bells and Locke. Yeah. And then you could put put the card. You could put the spoiler of the card there. It'd be really cool. And people would go to the article to look at the spoiler because it's a new card that we haven't seen before. Like, oh, maybe I'll read the story because this is cool. And I just, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting too, yeah, too angry. Maybe, about it, but. but I think I think even then, like there may be there may be sort of different things in the story and sort of more detail in the story. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. Get, like, you know, I'm still going to read the story. Or even like, something yeah. like uh, if we take Golden Demise, for example, from Rivals for Ixalan, mm-hmm. when that was spoiled and everybody was like, oh, well, obviously Vraska kills everyone. Vraska gets the Immortal Sun this mm-hmm. and that and then when you read the story it turns out none of that actually happened yeah sure but I mean like I, I don't think obviously I don't think we're going to get the case of like oh and then false memories were implanted so whatever but sure but I mean I, I, think, I think I think there is there is a lot more to the story than just what is on the story spotlight cards yeah yeah but I mean the flavour text <laughs> the flavour text yeah for sure <laughs> you you bound me with a contract only your death could end and you thought me the fool uh, Liliana Veth like, yeah Come on, yeah. he's dead. She kills him. We've. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting too annoyed about it. But I just think. I just think the story is really important to yeah. me. And I think wizards consider the story to be really important because you know we've got these story spotlight cards. Yeah. And to have this, because I mean they've they've employed this really prolific fantasy writer to write this story, and it's been really cool so far. It has been fantastic. And to have it sort of ruined. I mean, I know it's a card game. We care about the cards are the most important thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Like if we had the cards and not the story, it would still be great. If we had the story and not the cards, what would be the point? Yeah. Um, but it just feels a bit like they could have done something about it. And considering how sweet this set is and how important the flavour and the story is, like for Dominic area and like we're all really excited about every aspect of it just to have it sort of i don't know maybe, maybe i mean you, you don't seem as you don't seem as bothered as i do no i i think it's fine like i think i had been a little bit annoyed in the past when we'd seen it on other cards in the past but mm-hmm. like i think the story has been so good or at least so yeah. beyond my expectations recently that mm-hmm. like i can let stuff like this slide because sure. simply because of that the story has been great sure um, I mean, I'm going to put Black Blade Reforged in my Hope of Garapuri the H deck. So. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Yeah, I mean, you can't put it in your Hope of Garapuri Brawl deck, you know. No, uh, I mean, I can, right? I mean, no, because you can't build a Hope of Garapuri Brawl deck. I mean, you can, you just can't have basic lands. You can't, yeah, true, yeah. You, you <laughs> can't, you can't play a, build a playable one. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. That's really annoying. Yeah, they, they did say they were going to announce a way or something which will allow you to, to do so, to like to play... Uh, so obviously Khan as well like Khan you could play Khan yeah, as your commander in Brawl but you don't have the cards there uh, so they, have they, have, they have said that they are going to announce a way to build a colourless deck but they haven't sure. announced that yet I mean I'm on the edge of my seat because I think Paul's a really good format uh, ditto <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <sighs> sure that cool I'd be interested to see what they do about that but I yeah, don't care because the same. format seems bad yeah I, I agree so, what's your? What are your next two cards? Things like hot speaking button. of really bad. <laughs> so my my next card is a it's a bit of a throwback for, uh, to uh, an older card, or I guess a card that was in in alpha originally. Uh, so my card is Lich's Mastery. Sweet. So it is three and three black for a legendary enchantment that has hexproof. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says you can't lose the game. Sweet. Uh, whenever you gain life, draw that many cards. Yeah. Whenever you lose life, for each one life you lost. Exile a permanent you control or a card from your hand or graveyard. 
mm-hmm. and then when Lucha's mastery leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. Right. When you said really bad, yeah. did you mean this card is bad, or did you mean liches are notoriously evil and quite bad people? <laughs> uh, I meant bad as in lich from uh, from Alpha is oh, okay. kind of a really bad card. I mean, I thought you meant that, like, bad behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> Liches are not very nice. So, no, I mean, they aren't very nice, but uh, yeah, so it was a throwback to Lich, which was uh, in Alpha originally. Uh, that okay. is an enchantment uh, that is all black. Uh, it says, you lose all life. If you gain life later in the game, instead draw one card from your library for each life. For each point of damage you suffer, you must destroy one of your cards in play. Creatures destroyed in this way cannot be regenerated. You lose if this enchantment is destroyed, or if you suffer a point of damage without sending a card to the graveyard. <laughs> Jesus. And Lich also doesn't have hexproof, so you can just disenchant it. That's truly horrible. Yeah. So this is Lich's mastery. It is Lich's mastery, so Lich has had an upgrade. Yeah, Lich has taken 25 years, and Lich has worked it out. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I mean, do, do you think this card's good? Uh, I think it has a lot of potential to do some very silly things with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just not sure what those silly things are yet. Sure. I, I do like the this time the enchantment has hexproof, so you can't just like cast cast out and get rid of it. Um, yeah, it just lose again. So one of the sort of brews that I have seen or sort of things that I've seen talked about are you can play it in a in a bant or maybe even a white black version of approach. Okay. So you cast this on turn six. Exit six mana. Yep. Then on turn seven, you catch, cast approach for seven mana. Oh, sweet. You gain, so approach resolves, get shuffled down in your uh, six cards deep in your library, seven cards deep yep. in your library. Then you gain seven life and you draw seven cards, so it's in your back in your hand to play again next turn. Sweet. That's a combo. So it does combo there. I don't seems- think it's good enough. Like. <laughs> I kind of really, really want it to be because because that is a really sweet combo. Like, I mean, yeah, I absolutely want to do that, but I don't think I should. <laughs> no, I feel like in any sort of approach deck, like you're either playing this like really cool, interesting mono white one that's been going around at the moment, mm-hmm. or you're playing just the arguably better one, which is just the blue white one. Yeah, because you've got the counter spells and you've got proper card filtering and card draw, which is kind of what you need. Yeah, I mean, like I can see an argument for playing a white black one um, oh. and just play like lots of enchantments sure and like lots of removal spells but it's 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 not going to be good enough no I agree so I do feel that it is something that I have I have tried to brew with I've yet mm. to come up with anything great but okay maybe we'll see something in the core set or wherever at Ravnica we go in September <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I want this card to be good because it's really cool. Yeah, it's. I think. I think that's that's why I've picked it here. Really, like, there's a lot of text on the card. It's really <laughs> interesting. There's a lot, a lot of interesting things that you don't really get from lots of cards. Mm-hmm. And it's that, really sweet. Yeah, and that fun. obviously combined with the throwback to the old Lich card, uh, and yeah. also the Lich in the art, or at least the Lich referenced in this card, is uh, Liliana's brother. Josu. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I think that whole that whole storyline was really sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. So yeah. Moving on from that, so, so since you did get do two, yeah, turn for two. Sure. Uh, so my next one is a little bit more playable, I think. Sure. Uh, that is cast down. Ooh. So that is one and a black for an instant, and it's uh, destroy target non-legendary creature. This card's important, I think. I also agree. I think this card is potentially better than Doomblade. I would be inclined to agree. So Doomblade, uh, for those that don't know, is one and a black for an instant that says destroy target non-black creature. Yep. And I feel like generally you will see more creatures that are black than legendary in yes. most formats. Yeah, I think I'm not sure about not sure about modern, 
honestly. No, because no, I, I, I mean, think uh, yeah, I think Fatal Push is probably still just better in modern. Yeah, that's the thing. Because like, I I try to do a comparison of what cast down kills that Fatal Push doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Primeval Titan. Yeah. That's a fairly important one. Gurma Gangler. Sure. Bedlam Reveler. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a worm if you're call not engine. Playing, sorry. Worm call engine. Worm, I mean, you don't want to destroy it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're destroying a worm call engine, I feel like you're not really winning the game. <laughs> um, yeah, you can you can you cast down it, and the next turn you maelstrom pulse the tokens. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, I mean, I think this is an important. I think it probably just takes the sort of go for throat slot of black decks that wanted a fifth fatal push. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like not so much in modern, but in standard, definitely. Absolutely. This is a card that I feel like we've needed for a long time. Mm-hmm, like definitely. fatal push, definitely, definitely played the role, but this uh-huh. hits so many things that cards that we've had in the past like Doomblade like Heroes Downfall sort of dealt with that we I feel yeah. like it's just been years since we've had anything this good as far as instant speed removal goes yeah I, I'm I'm excited to see what this does in standard um, I mean it's interesting because obviously this is a legend, legendary matter set so there's, there's a lot of legendary creatures in this set I'm yeah. not sure if they're playable I'm not sure what like the format's going to look like but I mean and if you do I mean if you look at standard in a whole as well like a lot of the creatures that are being played or the, the threats that are real are all legendary as well, so mm-hmm. Scarab God, Hazaret. Yeah, anything else? Anything else legendary that's being played? No. I mean, this kills Glorybringer. Yeah, true. Yeah, it does. It deals with Glorybringer. It deals sort of with Rekindling Phoenix. The more and more I'm thinking about it, the worse and worse I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think just in general, it's decent. Like, I mean, Heart of Kieran, Yeah, it doesn't deal with Heart of Kieran. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and list it. Right, right. Doesn't really kill Rekindling Phoenix. No. Doesn't kill Scarab God. No. Doesn't kill Hazaret. No. Doesn't kill Carnage Tyrant. No. Doesn't. I mean, what? Doesn't kill Hot Akiran. Yeah, doesn't kill Bristling Hydra, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, kills Jade Light Ranger. Does, yeah. Kills the Snake. Uh, kills things like, I don't know, like, yeah, it doesn't, even, even then, it doesn't really kill, like, Walking Ballista. Or, yeah. Because they just... I don't know, maybe we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's sweet. I, I think it is. I think it is a really good card. Just that you know, almost unconditional removal at mm-hmm. instant speed is is something that we have. We have been lacking, like Lana War Elves. Like we've been lacking that card for such a long time. It's yeah, just really nice mm-hmm. to see it back. Absolutely. And I mean, the the art and the flavor is really cool as well. Yeah, true. The art is really nice. It's really sweet. And the the flavor does. I'm gonna go on a bit of a side tangent here. The flavor uh, kind of uh, plays into something which Dominaria has going on. Uh, nice little Easter egg in the set. Yeah. So every single set which was being sort of set on Dominaria, so sort of from Alpha onwards, uh, is referenced in cards on Dominaria in either yeah. the flavor text or the card name. Yep. So I'll just run through them very quickly because there are quite a few of them. So yeah, the, sure. the sets here have references. Uh, referenced you have Alpha, Beta, Antiquities, Legends, The Dark, Fallen Empires, Chronicles. Ice Age, Alliances, Mirage, Visions, Weatherlight, Portal, Tempest, Stronghold, Exodus, Saga, Legacy, Destiny, Nemesis, Prophecy, Invasion, Plane Shift, Apocalypse, Odyssey, Torment, Judgment, Onslaught, Legions, Scourge, uh, Cold Snap, Spiral, as in Time Spiral, Chaos, and Planar Chaos, Future, as in Future Sight, and Dominaria. It's uh, really, really cool. Yeah, they are on, on a bunch of different cards mm-hmm. uh, in various flavor texts. And yep. then some of them are in the card names as well. So you've got Tempest Gin, for example. Yep. And uh, you've got Traxos, Scourge of Krug. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Shanna, Sissé's Legacy. Yep. Uh, all of the enchantments are called Sagas, the Urza Saga. Yep. And then you've got the green card, Wild Onslaught, which obviously ah, sweet. Onslaught. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't see that one. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really, really nice. Like, God, there's so, there's, this is why I'm so excited about this set. There's, like, there's so much of this. Um, and I mean, that that is also relevant to a one of my cards that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Cool. So what is uh, your next card there? My next card is Pardic Wanderer. Cool. 
Uh, what is that? It's an artifact creature golem. Yeah. It's a six mana five five with trample. Sweet. That's it. Let's move on. <laughs> um, the first, so the flavor text I just thought was really cool. Yeah. So to the head of archaeological findings, the excavation schedule at dig, dig site ninety three beta must be revised. <laughs> Part of the site has walked off. Tolerian field dispatch. Great. So first of all, that's cool. Yeah. This is basically like their their dig site has started moving. It's like a strip mine that's come to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And then dig site. 93 beta must be revised. Yeah. <laughs> what you were talking about. Just like that. And it, it feels a little bit forced. <laughs> like, it, it, it does feel a little bit forced in this one, I think, particularly. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I'll allow it. Like, definitely. Absolutely. Um, 93 beta. So, like, that's when beta came out. Yeah. And it must be revised. And then the next set was revised. Well, it wasn't, but, yeah. I mean, it, it was <laughs> in, in unlimited. It, they, okay, they couldn't have. Put, they couldn't have put. <laughs> the next set is Arabian Nights. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just think that's really, really cool. Yeah, um, I mean, this card sucks, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you on this one. Like, so I think one of the things that massively I had a problem with with Masters Twenty Five mm-hmm. was the fact that it was meant to be this big celebration of the history of magic. Yeah. And it didn't feel like it, yeah. really. Whereas this, although it does seem a little forced or like a little sort of tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. at least it one hundred percent feels like, hey, this is twenty five years of magic. This is something special. You know, look at all of this old stuff that we're referencing. Absolutely. It's really exciting and it's really cool. Yeah, I love it. I just love this set. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So that yeah, that was that was my card. I just again just about the flavour. Um it's really, really cool. So Sweet. what is your next card? Uh, my next card is a reprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a syncopate. Sweet. So it's X and a blue for an instant. Counter target spell unless it's control that pays X. If that spell is counted this way, exile it instead of putting it in its owner's graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a historically playable card. Yeah, and once again, I feel like it's going to be very playable. I, yeah. I love blue cards. I love counter spells. Mm-hmm. Ticks all the boxes for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the fact that it also exiles the cards as well. So there are some sort of notoriously difficult cards which are notoriously difficult to deal with. Like mm-hmm. your, any of like your um, gods from Armanket, for example. Uh, like, sure, if you're countering them, they're not going to be sort of coming back to your hand anyway. But exiling them makes... You know, uh, it makes certain so you can't like activate Scarab God and bring things back. Um, also deals with any of the aftermath cards as well. Yeah, that's actually an important interaction. Yeah, I I just think it's it's a really good card, and I mean, I'm really happy to see it back. It's awesome. <laughs> I think the art's really nice in this one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also important to note, it's a common. It feels pretty powerful. Like I felt. Yeah, like the definitely. Like I mean, the, from before then. Um, yeah, last one we had was was Clash of Wills, which was an uncommon. Yeah, that was strictly worse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's cool. I'm excited. I think this card's definitely playable enough in, uh, in the standard format. Yeah, and I just can't go over this art. It's yeah, just... the art is lush. The card is great. Yeah, That's pretty much all I got to say on it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So over to you for your next card. Right, Howling Golem. Hey, it's a three mana two three artifact creature golem. Yeah, when it attacks or blocks, each player draws a card. So good. Yep, Howling Mine's come to life. Yep. It's even got the face of the Howling Mine. It has. It's just like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Looks really... It's just... Uh, uh, it, like Obviously, Howling Mine's a card from Alpha and Beta. It's been reprinted a bunch of times. It's an iconic magic card. Yeah, it's great. Uh, they just put it on a creature, which, you know, is how magic works now. If a spell's good, it's better if it's on a creature. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just I just think it's really cool. Uh, I think it's not very good. Yeah, like, it's... it's. I mean, I'll probably end up playing it in pre-release. Like, Yeah, sure. Like, it's fine like i'm sure it's 
you know, it's like a C level draft card. Yeah, like, I mean, you'll stick it in your in your draft deck if you need to. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just it, like, it draws you a card when it blocks your attacks. Like it's yeah, oh, it's, it's sweet. You know, um, Smuggler's Copter was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure. sure. <laughs> I don't think this is quite as good as Smuggler's Copter. Um, but if you compare it to the, I guess the first one with this art would have been Eighth Edition Howling Mine. Yeah, with a like weird screaming cave <laughs> yeah is that well i guess they're all sort of weird screaming caves really yeah but this looks like so this was that the, the one that was howling... reprinted in the commander set i want to say yes yeah I believe. by uh, ralph horsley yes yeah ralph horsley yeah yeah but this this art from howling golem is like that sort of screaming head with like a glowing orange mouth yeah and I- and I just think that's really cool. I mean, I don't know why this cave has just <laughs> gotten up and come to life. <laughs> it wails of buried riches and the souls lost seeking them. Yeah, that's I mean, sweet. it's just very cool. Yeah, that flavor, even that flavor text is like, yeah. uh, like almost meta. Like, yeah, blatantly just talking about people dying to howling mines from like underworld dreams. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. It wails yeah, of buried riches sure. and the souls lost seeking them. Like, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. So strip mines come to life, howling golems come to life. It's uh, very very cool. It is, yeah. It's like what they're doing. They're just like they're making these cards that are playable. Well, I say playable, but they're making these cards that just reference old cards, but completely different. Yeah, totally. This plays very differently to um, Harling Man, though yeah. being very similar. Brings me nicely to my next card. Oh, yeah. Which is a card that is very similar, but also very different to one of the iconic cards from the original Alpha set. Mm-hmm. Uh, the card is also a reprint. Uh, that's Gilded Lotus. Sweet. So Gilded Lotus, it's five mana, five generic mana. For an artifact, uh, you can tap it to add three mana of any one colour. Where does that mana go? Uh, it goes to your mana pool, but that is no longer referenced on the that's- card anymore Why? but it's still Why? there it's mm, <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> yeah that, that's a that's a change that they have made that i don't like it <laughs> i know i do i do not like it like uh, i i understand that it it makes sense as far as like card design goes for like templating to make things look a little neater maybe Mm-hmm, sure. But I feel like it may be more confusing to new players, which was kind of the opposite of what they were trying to go for, I think. Yeah, it's just... Because, like, you still... Like, there's still... Like, the mana empties from your mana pool between phases still. Mm-hmm. But if there's no... If there being no reference to a mana pool now... Yep. Like... I feel like it's might not. I don't know. It's, a it's bit, very strange. Yeah, I don't uh, like that change. But anyway, that aside, we've yeah. got Gilded Lotus. It's back. <laughs> mm-hmm. A great yeah. reprint, I think, uh, awesome. and it is in standard. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily think it's going to see a lot of play. Um, probably not. I mean, I'll probably I'll probably try. <laughs> but it's like it's the only Black Lotus they could print, really. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if they could have printed Black Lotus, that would have been like a perfect Dominera card. But yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> but they can't. So they you know they print the closest thing they could. Uh, mm-hmm. So again, sort of showing that we are sort of going going back to old magic going back to the original set mm-hmm. we've got a lotus and this one's been given a treatment that all of the moxen have been given on magic online in fact this one has been given art by vulcan barger mm, it's really nice it is really nice it depicts a gilded lotus in a pond yeah as you would it's, imagine yeah it's really really cool um uh, yeah it's it's an exciting card it's a sort of an iconic card in the fact that it's a lotus yeah i, I just think it's a good reprint as well like yeah you know most EDH decks will play it and mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's currently sitting around like $15 is it? Yeah. Like around that? that. Like, yeah, great. Absolutely it's a great. I mean, I think that, that price is probably based on scarcity rather than necessity, like demand. But, yeah, for sure, yeah. But it's, it's definitely cool. Yeah, definitely. Like, and I think like it's Gonna, it's always going to be above you know, $3, $5, whatever like the price of a pack is. Like, yeah, definitely. So I, I think it's a very good pair. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So your turn next. Right. I have another one of these cards, which is just referencing an old card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have Voltaic Servant. Cool. The, the two-mana artifact creature. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a construct, not a golem. Yeah. 
It's a 1-3, and at the beginning of your end step, untap target artifact. Yeah. So this is obviously a Voltaic Key. It is. Which was first printed in Urza's Saga. Yeah. Really? It yeah, was, yeah, um, Urza's Saga. Yeah, which is uh, was one mana artifact, and pay one and tap it to untap target artifact. Um, so this is just a way to put it on a creature, which I think is cool. Yeah. And so the, the art is just like you know, a construct with... It, one of its arms, one of its hands, is the Voltaic, Voltaic key, like the original yeah. Voltaic key from the original art of Merza Saga. Yeah. And I just think that's very, very cool. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's great. I do kind of wish that they could just print Time Vault so we could have Time Vault Voltaic key, but... Oh, yeah. That seems completely reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might be a little bit too powerful for standard. Yeah. Like, I don't um, know, like Time time Golem or Time Construct or something. Like, <laughs> Shame they couldn't have slipped one of those in. Uh... No. <laughs> I mean, in the art as well, like, they've got some Thran Dynamos in the back. Yeah. Like, the, the art for Thran Dynamo. Yeah. Um, the sort of red... I don't really know what it is. It's a, a dynamo, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm unsure whether that is... I mean, it looks like a Thran Dynamo in the image, but it. I think it may be, like, the head of some sort of big Thran construct. Really? So, yeah, it looks like a, like a Thran construct that's been, like, destroyed in the background. Oh, I thought it was a Thran Dynamo. It looks like a Thran Dynamo. Yeah, because it's got the little, like, like propeller thing on the front. Like, yeah. It looks like same it's red and it's sort of like bulbous mm, okay yeah you might be right and i'm just mm, looking for things that aren't there it's got to be a bit of a reference right oh yeah no absolutely i absolutely think it is a reference to it um yeah it's really cool i mean speaking of reference the flavor text on this card is a missing piece in search of a puzzle yeah and, you know going back to the time vault thing yeah there's definitely right. there's definitely a missing piece of that puzzle in this set <laughs> it's not going to happen, Joe. Let I it go. I wonder if that is also a reference to the uh, to the puzzle cards as well that they printed, uh, like the oversized Black Lotus puzzle and the Chaos Orb puzzle. Oh, where yeah. they're like the nine indiv- individual cards. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's a reference to that. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's references to loads of random things, and they're all over the place. So maybe. Yeah, sure. Oh, it's really sweet. I just think like yeah, this is why it's just an example of why I love this set so much. Yeah. Just it's all sweet, sort of like not reprints, um, but just references to old cards all over the place, and it feels really cool. Yeah, and the reprints that are in this set are just really both flavorful and really good reprints. Reprints Absolutely. that are needed for just to get some cards back into circulation again, like Gilded Lotus, mm-hmm, uh, or cards which are very interesting or sort of very good for the limited environments yeah much like my next card oh yeah which is icy manipulator sweet it's back so yeah i have literally just picked this card because i can't wait to play with it in limited mm-hmm. it it's, feels very very powerful yeah four mana for an artifact you pay one and tap it to tap target artifact creature or land feels good I, I love the flavor text on it as well mm-hmm. ice may thaw but Malice never does. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, it's pretty malicious to tap things with a nice manipulator, right? Yeah. Really, really nice Titus Lunder art on it as well. Yeah. It's not a lot to say about Ice Manipulator that hasn't been said before. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a really, really good, like, efficient card. Like, yep. I guess that's the, the missing piece of the puzzle with the, uh, the old Voltaic golem there. Sure. <laughs> like, being your end step, untap uh, Ice Manipulator. <coughs> like, just, yeah, you can just tap down... Oh, maybe we can just play mono mono grey. Yeah, definitely like mono brown. mono brown, definitely. No, it's, it's grey so, now. So you you tap it. So you use your axe manipulator to tap down their creature, and then you attack with your 
your howling mine and you draw cards yep. and then begin of your, of your end step you untap of your, yeah. your voltaic servant and then you tap down their creatures so they can't attack with it and yeah that, I mean, i've got a plan i've got that. a plan definitely feels cool yeah <laughs> not not good but cool <laughs> but yeah for sure i think i think that's that's one of the things i'm loving about this like i don't, I don't even care if i'm doing like things that aren't good it's like yeah the set is just so cool absolutely speaking of cool here's yeah. something that's not cool <laughs> <laughs> and what have you got then <laughs> my next card is healing grace Ah, that is definitely the opposite of cool. Yeah, it's a single white for an instant. Yep. Uh, prevent the next three damage that will be dealt to any target this turn by a source of your choice. You gain three life. Cool, so why have you picked this card? Uh, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's clearly reference to Healing Salve, right? Yeah, sure. One of the original boons, which was uh, one white for... Well, say a single white for an interrupt, I believe it was called. Yeah. And it's either prevent prevent the next three damage that would be dealt to you or gain three life. Yeah. Uh, this does both and is still really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might it might be an okay fog-ish thing for limited, but it's just you know very obviously just a, another throwback to yeah to sort of reference to that. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, like yeah, just this this um this pattern of putting like taking old cards because you can't just reprint these cards, right? Like yeah, for if sure. they reprinted Healing Salve, it would be sort of bad. It just like sort of putting them in like a modern magic sort of frame. Yeah, just feels really cool, and I just I just really like it, and I, I really like what they're doing. Yeah, and it's happening all the time. <laughs> like, when we've said this <laughs> about a thousand times at this point. <laughs> I just think it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all I have to say about that one. I cool. just think they just keep referencing cards, old that's cards. Fair sweet. enough. And I think mm-hmm. my my next one is also a little bit of a reference to another card. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one is Primordial Worm. Sweet. So four and two green for a seven six creature mm-hmm. worm. Yep, that's it. It's got a bit uh, of flavor text on it. It says, yeah. "You can hear its tail thrashing from a mile away." Keep in mind that its jaws may already be half a mile closer. <laughs> I feel so, like I mean, you yeah. pick this because it's busted, right? It's really, really good. Like this is this is crawl worm. Yeah, like, it's crawl worm. You look at the art, and it's like mm-hmm. they've gotten somebody to have a look at the art on crawl worm and go yep. draw that, but the same way that we draw sort of magic cards now. Yep. It looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's really cool, and I like that it's had a bit of a power upgrade as well. So obviously, Crawl Worm mm-hmm. was um, four and two green for a six-four worm. Yep, uh, and this one is a four and two green for a seven-six worm. So it's you know it's been a long time since we've seen Crawl Worm, but it's still there. It's been growing stronger, and uh, now it's back. M10, apparently, was the last time we saw Crawl Worm. Wow. Yeah. Um. So it spent the last what, eight years just getting really hench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I think um, the, uh, if you look at the flavour text on Crawl Worm as well, they sort of match up a bit too. Uh, yeah. So it says, the most terrifying thing about the Crawl Worm is probably the horrible crushing sounds it makes as it speeds through the forest. The noise is so loud it echoes through the trees and seems to come from all directions at once. That's sweet. And obviously the new one says, oh, you can hear its, t- its tail thrashing from a mile away. Yeah, that's really so cool. So it's, yeah, it's yeah, back. Yeah, it's just really it's sweet. badder than ever. I mean, I'm going to... Why Why isn't this Castle Dreadmoor? Because uh, it's, it's, it's colossal uh, Dreadmoor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doesn't have trample it, it doesn't no and we, we printed Colossal Dreadmore on the last three sets of magic so why not that yeah I mean because Crawl Worm's just cool <laughs> that, that is true Colossal Dreadmore's better <laughs> like you know like the reason for any of our picks in these, these lists like the cards are just cool much, like some of your cards are good <laughs> maybe <laughs> my cards are definitely not good <laughs> I cannot see myself ever casting a healing grace <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I can, I can I can rarely see myself casting a primordial worm, but really? I love that it's there. <laughs> yeah, you can you can thumb through it in a pack and just be like, that's nice. I'm going to take this good card instead. Yeah, that's nice. I'll take this blue card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've got the same thing again for my next card. Cool. What have we got next? 
Uh, Nature's Spiral. Cool. One and a green for sorcery. Return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. Cool. So it's a worse regrowth. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, but it's mainly about the art on this card. Yeah, the art is very nice. It's a strip mine. It is, yeah. So it looks like the original art for strip mine, which is like the what, mine with like, you know, strips on it. <laughs> um, but in this one, it's a top-down view and there's heads of uh, vegetation growing on it. Yeah. Um, and the flavor text is, as Argoth's last defenders fell to us as juggernauts, uh, Titania said, nature cannot be destroyed, only changed. And the Antiquities War. And I just think it's very, very cool. But just the stuff's growing on the strip mine. Yeah. Oh, I think it's going to be cool. Is that's it, basically all I have. <laughs> is it definitely strip mine? Could it be Urza's mine? Um, I don't Given know. Given that it references it's... the Antiquities War and the, the Urza lands, that's where Urza's mine was first printed in Antiquities. Okay. okay. Oh, man. Like, I went into this thinking, oh, man, I've, I've really prepared today. Like, I've got all this information. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> just getting me. I, I, I'm just start thumbing through my old school deck here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, it looks like none of the art on Urza's mine. It looks like a lot like strip mine. I mean, there's that there's that one art where it's just it's just like the like the pulley and the rope, and you, they've got like three layers of like the different mine. Like one of the Urza's mine art is clearly like a strip mine, as in like not the card strip mine, but an actual strip mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like strip mine was also printed in antiquities, right? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. So I mean, nah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it I'm, is. I'm looking at the art yeah. now. Yeah, it's sweet. Sweet. It's uh, it's a regrowth for a permanent card. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I, that's that's my kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I kind of wish it was it was an actual strip mine. Like, yeah, sure, <laughs> that would be a nice reprint. What a strip mine is standard. Yeah, and modern and legacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me that. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to move on yeah, to the next one? Yeah, because we've got Ramilaf Excavator as well, so you totally could just recur the strip mine. Like, I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing in Legacy. Yeah. With Wexland. <laughs> right, cool. Is your next card strip mine? And it's been reprinted and I didn't know? Oh, it's not. I wish it was. Oh, uh, my next card is a card that I, I think is very playable. Um, okay. Other people might not necessarily, but I think it's good. Sure. Uh, so we have Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. Ooh, here he is. It's five mana, so it's three, one white and one blue. For a legendary mm-hmm. planeswalker, Teferi, yep. as it comes in with four loyalty, and you can plus one to draw a card, and at the beginning of the next end step, untap two lands. Mm-hmm. You can minus three to put target non-land permanent into its owner's library, third from the top, or you can minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever you draw a card, exile target permanent and opponent controls. This card's very cool. Yeah, I think it is. I like it a lot. Obviously, there is that problem of it's a planeswalker, it's a five mana Four loyal planeswalker that doesn't protect itself really. Uh, it sort of does. Yeah, that's I. I personally, I lean more into that sort of thinking that the untapping lands is very relevant in the blue deck. Like, yeah, it's a really cool. I really like this ability. I think it's really well designed, really well thought out. Yeah, I feel like very rarely do we get a plus ability on a planeswalker that draws you a card. Like they're usually like minus abilities, right? Yeah, and I mean, and it's draw a card with upside yeah because you untap the two lands so you can hold up a negate hold up a syncopate even or yeah you sensor or yeah like that's the thing it's not untap two lands immediately it's un- untap lands at your end step yeah so you can interact with your opponent on their turn which yeah. is what a white blue mage wants to do yeah exactly it's really sweet yeah i think it's really cool like yeah, I can see that even just the casting it for five mana and then just using the minus three to, to deal with something that you really need to. Like, say your opponent's mm-hmm. got, like, a Scarab God that's getting out of control or, yep. like, your opponent's, like, one turn away from, like, Ultimate Ring of Vraska, for example. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I'll pay five mana to deal with that and put it away for a couple of turns. Like, mm-hmm. it seems fine. Yeah. And then the minus eight, like, yeah, sure, like, <laughs> you shouldn't evaluate Planeswalkers on their, their Ultimates, but it's really good. 
<laughs> yeah, you will win the game if you have that emblem. <laughs> if you do get that emblem, well, that's it. You just win. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I do. I think it's great. Like yeah, it's really really cool. Uh, how the, how do you so as a seasoned commander player? Uh-huh. How do you feel about this one in Commander with Triple Season? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't know. That seems mm, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have Doubling Season in play and you cast this, uh, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Because I've been doing it with um, Venser from oh God. It's Scars of Mirrodin. Scars uh, of Mirrodin. Yes, Scars of Mirrodin. Yeah. The ultimate there is whenever you cast a spell, exile target permanent. Yeah, controls. Mm, doing it when you draw a card feels better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, like, because there's there's those. Doubling season modern decks, right? Yeah. That people should play nonsense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, cast. I mean, if you're willing to cast a doubling season, you're willing to cast a five mana planeswalker, and yeah. that ultimate feels pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sweet. And I mean, Teferi just looks like an absolute badass in the art. Yeah, totally. Like, it's very cool. I think it looked great. I'm really excited that he's back. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait until we get to see him enter the story properly because we've, we've heard characters talk about him, but he's not there mm-hmm. yet. Yep. We don't know what he's doing yet. No. Nope. I mean, we know he's taken. The Oath of the Gatewatch. Oh, we know he yeah, will be taking the Oath of the Gatewatch and Spoilers. replacing Spoilers. A, a certain green planeswalker, maybe. Broken Bond. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Story's so cool. Go and read the story. If, if you haven't read the story, it's really good. Yeah, it is. I think um, we, we will do a bit of a sort of lore podcast uh, definitely sometime soon, I think, as we get more of the, the story. And yeah, I, I, I would love to just spend an hour talking about the lore, especially the lore of Dominaria. I mean, it'll probably be more than an hour, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and that's fine. We've never been good at sticking to the hour of devastation. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, I've got my last card I want to talk about today. Sure, what have you got? It's really bad. Okay. <laughs> um, fiery Intervention. Yeah. Four and a red for a sorcery. Yeah. It, uh, choose one. Yeah. Fiery Intervention deals five damage to target creature, or destroy target artifact. It says, burning something is easy. Choosing a target can be more difficult yeah that's great flavor text yeah and the the art on the card is chandra it is re- readying a fireball to throw at a big golem or a big tree folk who are having a bit of a fight yeah iron root tree folk that is yeah <laughs> it's uh it's just super sweet like this is the most red card ever yeah it's, uh, it's fairly right other than lightning bolt like it's, yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah, sure. red like, you know, it deals damage to a creature so she's going to throw the fireball at the tree folk yeah. Or it's gonna destroy target artifacts, so it's gonna she's gonna throw the fireball at this golem dude. Yeah. It's just very cool. It uh, is really cool. Sort of silly. Um Speaking um, of Fireball, I, I kinda I kinda wish they had just reprinted Fireball. Yeah, man, and channel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean maybe not channel, but Yeah, maybe not. I, I think Fireball they could have gotten away with. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's fine. I think it would be bad, right? Yeah, because you just negate it, like yeah, like they've printed strictly better fireballs than standard before. Yeah, yeah, I think fireball would be would be great, and that would have been cool because it's like a really iconic card. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think fire intervention is sweet. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I like that after all this time, like magic's still a little bit fun, a little bit whimsical. Yeah, definitely. Like a little bit silly. It I is like that. really silly. The art is like yeah it's kind of hilarious but at the same yeah. time also great yeah just like in the middle of this clearing there's just a tree folk fighting a golem yeah and Chandra's like well I'm gonna have to interrupt aren't I yeah <laughs> it's that age um, it goes back to that age story again of like you know almost the brothers war of like nature versus machinery like man versus machine mm-hmm. like absolutely oh, it's sweet it's lovely. and then uh, Chandra has to intervene because the gatewatch have to intervene and everything oh yeah they do yeah <laughs> Uh, I mean, it is Chandra, right? Yeah, it's definitely Chandra. Yeah, no, it's definitely Chandra. Yeah, she's gone, isn't she? Uh, she has gone for now. Yeah, she must have that then, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, she does 
come back I presume so I think at the end of this week's story uh, okay. one of the Gatewatch said oh but you know we need to get Chandra back I think I know where I can mm-hmm. find her or something like that yeah she's burning some trees and golems yeah I mean I assume she's just gone to Kaladesh to hang with her mom like I mean yeah probably, probably. Um, and tell her about the weather like being able to beat Harkaren yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone there's a big ship it's better than Harkaren yeah I mean yeah because she, she said she wanted to go and better herself right in one of the stories she was like oh, I'm going to go leave because I need to you know find myself and do better yeah. target practice yeah maybe <laughs> that's what she's talking about but yeah so my my assumption is that she's she's gone back to uh, back to the Abbey she's gone back okay. to Carol Keep okay uh, and uh, who who else might potentially be at Carol Keep? Uh, I don't know. That might be tied in the story of Dominaria. I can't think right now. That might be a red planeswalker. Just just tell me because I feel really oh, stupid. Jaya Ballard. <laughs> oh sure 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 sure. I think it's sort of long speculated that she was was sort of the uh, the founder of Carol Keep. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Oh so sweet. I, th- okay. I think like. I know there were some like big sort of Varadas to Chandra's storyline in Magic oh. Origins. I think that was one yeah. of the things that was slipped in there. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're finally we will obviously see them them meeting. And I don't know whether that will come into it anytime soon. But if I had to that, speculate, that's what I put money on Chandra being right now. That would be really cool. Yeah. Do you think Jai will ask her for her goggles back? No, because they're not hers anymore. They're Kieran's. <laughs> <laughs> Stole her goggles, man. Yeah. She that's didn't. not cool. She didn't. I mean, did she not? No, that not now. No, that's what they're saying. The artists, the Kieran's goggles. They're not. They are. Chandra's got Kieran's goggles, but Pyromancer's goggles from Magic Origins are the ones of Jaya Ballard's. But Pyromancer's goggles aren't Chandra's. Chandra's are Kieran's. Ah, uh, I hate this game now. <laughs> Just spent the last hour and a half like talking about how great this game is. No, it's all ruined. Oh. They've ruined it. Hang on, one sec. One sec. Let me just look something up. Yeah, Chandra's goggles are her dad's. They used to be Jaya Ballard's, but since the yeah. Order and Origins are her dad's now. God, but they're, they're exactly the same. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Stop ruining things for me. <laughs> uh, right, hang on, hang on. What is it? Because I swear the flavour text on Paramount's goggles says something really cool. Yeah, it talks about Jaya Ballard and I hope to meet her one day. Yeah, exactly. But they're not... For Chandra's goggles, they're Pyromancer's goggles, they're Jaya Ballard's goggles. Chandra's goggles or no, Kieran's goggles, they're, they're, they were the only things that she, the only thing that she had left of her dad. Oh, forget this, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sure, I was really wrong. They're Jaya's goggles. They were, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, but they're, sure. now they're just different goggles. Oh, fine. Anyway, so hang on, you're telling me they made on, on two different planes, on Kaladesh and on Dominaria, they made exactly the same goggles? Yep. That. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you that. Like uh, Mark Rose is telling <laughs> yeah, you yeah, that. Yeah, so. I'm, not, I'm not having a go at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goddamn, Watsy. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm <laughs> done a lot of little rants today. What's your What's your last card? So last, but by no means least, uh, uh-huh. is is a card which I am really glad they included in the set. Like they mm-hmm. did, for example, you know, stuff like Fireball they didn't include, and some of the yep. other iconic cards like you know, Senga Vampire, like those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't put in they didn't put in Shivan Dragon, which I think was a real shame. Mm-hmm. But they did give us the Almighty Sarah Angel. Yeah. So we have a Sarah Angel. Uh, that is a green black creature with flying and vigilance. <laughs> 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 For God's sake! <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I couldn't not really. I couldn't not. <laughs> so, uh, so, so it's really it's a, it's a five mana three and two white for a four four flying vigilance creature angel. Yeah. 
it was just a, it was an absolute bomb sort of back in the day. Uh, oh, yeah, it still is a bit of a bomb in old school, which is yeah. something the two of us are definitely have a bit of an interest in at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's just uh, she's nothing special by today's standards, but it's really nice to see Sarah Angel back. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like technically, the card didn't go anywhere because it's been in like the welcome decks for the past like three or four years. Oh yeah, it's been standard legal for a while, right? A very long time, yeah. If not, like, always, because it was always in the Deckmaster, Deck Builder's Toolkits as well. Oh, sure. So it has been standard legal for a very long time, but this is uh-huh. the first time for ages that it's been printed in a, in a proper standard set. Well, I'm so excited to draft it. Yeah, me too. So excited to draft a Sarah Angel. Yeah, like, it, even by today's standard, like, a 5-mana 4-4 four, four with Flying of Vigilance is pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. I'd first pick a Sarah Angel. Absolutely. Sweet. I guess that's it for this week, really. Like... I mean, I did want to give a special, like, honourable mention to the basic lands in this set. Yeah, they are very nice. Like, dude, <laughs> some of the art is just absurdly nice. They're all, well, it's not all, but there is a cycle of them that are throwbacks to other land cards as well, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have the one that's obviously, you know, Sarah Sanctum. Yeah. Like, the set, the lands from, I can't remember, uh, Urza Saga? The planes in it? Yeah, Urza's I think so, yeah. Oh, God, this oh, just so nice. I just, I just hate the frame. <laughs> I just I don't like it. If these like if these were an old border, like old old built border, yeah, I'd absolutely love them. Yeah, yeah. I just want like these lands are so nice. They're so nice. Right. So I think yeah. Say we were doing things a bit differently this week. So. It's not sort of structured like a usual show, but at least I hope we have provided you with some sort of insight and entertainment as far as some things that we're <laughs> looking forward to in Dominaria. On my part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, I've certainly been entertained. <laughs> That's the main. As long as we had fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, what we do uh, this weekend, I guess, as you're listening to this, this weekend coming up is uh, the Dominaria pre-release. Yeah. I would highly recommend going to a pre-release <coughs> event for this. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out Wizards Event Locator on the Wizards of the Coast website. They should show you your nearest store, which is hosting a pre-release event. Mm-hmm. Pre-releases are just great in general. Like again, that's something we'll probably go over in in a future episode, like all the different event types and stuff. But mm-hmm. pre-releases. It's just really fun. Like everybody's on a little bit more of an even footing because nobody's played with the cards before. You're only yeah. playing with what you open. And it just it's just fun. Everybody's there to have a good time. Everybody's open there to open just some sweet cards and Yeah. Yeah, they're great. I love pre release events. It's really, really fun. Um I'm gonna see if I can maybe do the midnight pre release. Awesome. I'm uh, definitely doing my midnight pre release. Uh, I mean, I have to work Saturdays though. Oh no! So I might have to go straight from the pre-release to work at like half seven. Ugh. But it's worth it if you open like, it's Sarah probably Angel, like... worth it, right? Yeah. Uh, I've done it before. Didn't feel great. I'll think about it. But I mean, yeah, they are really, really fun. They're yeah. like some of my favorite, some of my favorite magic events. Yeah, same. So I would definitely recommend trying to attend a pre-release this weekend uh, if mm-hmm. possible. Uh, another thing that they are doing this time is if you pre-order a box of Dominaria from your local store or local Wizards Play Network location, mm-hmm. uh, you are allowed to take home that full box uh, this yeah. weekend. Open which, it a week early. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing that myself. Yeah. So we should have some packs to open uh, on the podcast next week for our Sweet. pack. Oh, it's my, I mean, it's my turn to open a pack next week, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. I'll have to get one from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you're going to have to win a game at least. <laughs> I mean, you just 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 post me one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'll, find, no, I'll, I'll be I'll be able to find one. Yeah, sweet. Uh, so yeah. So other than that, I just kind of want to give everybody a bit of an update on our sort of where we are on our sort of website and social media front. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our website has launched now. We do have uh, a www.hfdcast.com. Uh, professional. 
all of our podcasts up there uh, and then we will be sort of dropping articles as well so we've got a couple up at the moment about uh, sort of build around commanders from this set that we've had uh, sort of a friend of the show um, Andrew Holliday's written uh, which is pretty mm-hmm. good really good article he's a really good writer uh, and then we've got like build around mechanics and things we'd like to see when we go back to Ravnica eventually mm-hmm. and then I think I'm going to put up one this week about sort of nice bombs we want to open during pre-release and just a more Dominaria hype. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I'm not going to stop talking about this set for the next three months. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like at least, at least until we know what the next not core set is going to be, which is going to be Ravnica, and I'm going to be so hyped for that. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. They're doing. I think they're doing well at the moment. Absolutely. Like it's always been exciting. Yeah. So yeah. Aside from the website, we do have our usual places you can catch us. So you can catch us on Twitter at twitter uh, at hfdcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a Facebook page now as well. You can catch us yep. at Cast on Facebook, or that's facebook.com forward slash HOFDcast. Yep. And Sweet. if you I'm want to follow our personal Twitters as well, uh, I am at PeachGardenOaf. That's O for now. Yeah, um, I'm Snail69. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't really post anything, but feel free to follow me if you want. <laughs> yeah, same. So yeah, thanks again for listening. Really hope you've enjoyed this week's show, but uh, once again, we are approaching the second hour. Uh, I mean, more like the third hour at this point. <laughs> uh, the God Pharaoh has returned, so we will see you again after pre-release. That'll be next week. See ya. Bye.